Coming up on Podcast 1534, we take a look at not one but two new electric Kias, the EV4 and the EV9. Stick around, I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, we'll have a look at VW's sales numbers around the world, why some car makers are following Tesla in making cylindrical cells, and how big batteries are saving Hawaii. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening around the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. It's Sunday, 17th of July. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with some sales numbers, and let's see how the various companies are doing around the world. We'll start with the Volkswagen Group reaching 217,000 EV sales in the first half of the year. But this story will need a little breaking down, so let me explain. Volkswagen as a group, that's not the individual brand. So all of the cars they make, pure electric, uh, around the world, so it's global, 217,100 full electric cars in the first six months of this year. It seems a big number, but there's a lot in there. Now, that is 27% higher than the first half of last year. I'll give them that. China was where they had the most growth. But again, it's because they were doing so badly last year. So they were starting from a low base. 63,500 full EVs there in the first half of the year, three times compared to the previous year. Europe is still Volkswagen Group's bread and butter, according to Clean Technica. Uh, they write it had 128,800 pure battery electric vehicles that are deliveries in Europe in the first half of the year, and that is 60% of the group's total Bev sales. China accounted for about 30%, the USA about 8%. Really, VW Group not selling as many pure EVs in the US yet as they would like. They've got to get that Chattanooga plant up and running. That'll produce the ID4. Uh, I believe the ID buzz, correct me if I'm wrong, that could be my brain giving up on me there. Uh, what are the biggest VWs in the world on a global stage? It is the VW ID4 and ID5. Now, they've been lumped together in the sales numbers, unfortunately, followed by the ID3, followed by the Audi e-tron, and that does include the Sportback version, followed by the Skoda Enyaq IV, and followed by the Porsche Taycan, including Cross Turismo, and that just shows how well the Taycan is doing and selling, and people are buying it, and that really is a fabulous vehicle as well, and uh, does well in the US, actually, but still... Given how many of the group cars are sold in China and in Europe, there's definitely work there for Volkswagen of America uh, to to increase their exposure in the US market because the vehicles are good. Uh, just Tesla has so much to themselves. The car maker lags behind local competitors in China uh, and also Tesla in China, uh, selling around five times fewer vehicles than Tesla, 10 times fewer than domestic makers like BYD in the month of May. Speaking to journalists earlier uh, in the week, Volkswagen's chief in China said it looks promising for sales of their ID vehicles to double this year in the country. So big hopes there for China. And Volkswagen will stick to its goal of doubling ID sales despite the COVID disruption uh, disruptions. Uh, the chief in China is Stefan uh, Wollenstein, or Wollenstein uh, calling the target promising. They make the ID cars in China locally with two joint ventures. There's the joint venture with SAIC and the one with FAW. And they were 
champions of the combustion age. You couldn't touch, certainly, the, the German car makers uh, in China for many, many years. But now, in the coming of EVs, local players have come on a booming EV market where they were able to be funded and develop their new EVs that are startups that local buyers like. Uh, the head of the Shanghai-based consultancy automotive foresight is Yale Zhang, and they said that they expect VW to reach their goal with a full-year volume of up to 200,000 200, ID vehicles in China, uh, but they have five ID models in Chinese showrooms, uh, and they will probably match what Tesla can do with one model. So um, it's a case of, yep, well done, all good, keep going, still work to do. Next, Volkswagen launches a high-powered charging park with Second Life batteries in Germany, commissioning a fast-charging park at their EV plant in Svikau, drawing a large part of the energy from the power storage container. In the future, this solution can be rolled out to many other areas. It's literally a kind of drag-and-drop and place it down where you need it, like residential areas where there's no medium-voltage transformer, so you can't put high-power chargers in. But the power storage container... Inside the container are 96 cell modules. Each one uh, are 570 kilowatt hours. They are installed in things like the pre-production ID3s, the pre-production ID4s, and it's not Volkswagen's business to be selling those to customers. And so what do they do with them when their prototypes, their concepts, their pre-production cars are done? Well, they get to put them in things like this stationary storage. The PSC, Power Storage Container, is, they say, a cost-effective alternative to putting in a transformer station. By the end of the year, there's going to be three fast-charging parks in operation on VW factory premises. They learn about these kind of containers full of batteries that can charge EVs very quickly. The charging park at the minute consists of four charging columns with two charging points each uh, with 150 kilowatts of power on each column so if two cars are on it it's sharing it but still uh, the electricity from each of the charging parks are also generated with on-site pv now we'll talk about not one but two new kias and the kia ev4 is the first car that gets my attention today that's going to be a smaller, uh, maybe more urban car, perhaps certainly more of a competition to like the Mercedes-Benz EQA or the BMW iX1. Kia has plenty of experience in the crossover market and small crossover market as well. They have the Soul EV that feels like it was so good and they could have been that could have been developed a lot more. But I know it's got looks that some say only a mother could love, but well, I like the looks of it and it's practical and it's still a great. EV, by the way. I've never met a sole EV owner that doesn't love their vehicle. Kind of quirky, but still. Obviously, they've got the all-electric versions of the e Nero and the Kia EV6. But what about going slightly smaller than an EV6, which does have a 2.9-metre wheelbase? What about the EV4? Well, Auto Express say they first caught sight of the EV4 a year ago uh, when Kia announced their plans to launch 14 new EVs by 2027. Alongside going smaller than an EV6 uh, from kind of a more uh, small family car was the large SUV, the EV9. That is seven-seat capacity, and that'll be a kind of sister car to the Ioniq 7. So <laughs> the numbers start to diverge a little bit here. Uh, but, of course, Kia being the sister car a company of Hyundai. Now, that Ioniq 7 is coming out in 2024, so it'll be interesting to see how quickly Kia bring out their version of it, albeit with the nine number in. 
So, what about the smaller car, though, the EV4? Well, Auto Express pitched that as a com- competitor to, like, the Volvo C40, for instance. Still based on the same platform, though, as the EV6, but with a smaller wheelbase, I imagine, downsizing slightly. And also, if they can fit the same batteries in into the wheelbase, I don't know if they can, but if they can still um, fit it in, uh, 58 kilowatt hours or 77 kilowatt hours could be offered for a maximum range of well over 300 miles and a smaller, lighter EV compared to the EV6. What about the Kia EV9? Well, that'll be their range-topping model. Going on sale in 2023, and we've seen some prototype photos. Very Very large. Very large SUV, very square, vertical lights, I think, like vertical LEDs. I mean, very distinctive front end, a bit like a Rivian with those lights. Uh, However, it will be a massive EV that you can't help but notice because of its size and boxy style. Uh, Inside EVs says that even though the prototype is driving around, spy photographers have seen it, it is hidden by a load of black camouflage. It's literally got a tent on top of it. So you can't really see the curves. Not that there may be any, because it does look like, even with camouflage on, a very boxy interpretation of the concept vehicle. And now it's clear from that they were going for the rugged look, the off-road look, a very high ground clearance on this as well. And if Kia have anything to go by with previous form, they'll still do an, a GT version of it, which will be stupid fast, not to 60 in less than four seconds or something. And staying in South Korea, actually, the battery makers there, which dominated for so long and are losing out a little bit to the Chinese battery makers now, but they are moving towards cylindrical batteries. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, how many car companies and battery makers are following Tesla down the route of cylindrical cells, even though Tesla don't always use them. For instance, the LFP LFP cells they use aren't the cylindrical cells, but this is what they used that format cylindrical cells, albeit different shape and size, way back when on the original Roadster. And they used them, as the story's been told many times, because that's all they could get. So, kind of how ironic that that was a happy accident. They used them because they were used in laptop batteries and they could get a supply of them. Well, since then, over the years, obviously Tesla and Panasonic improving them massively. Cylindrical batteries have become cheaper to make than other formats, than pouch or prismatic cells. They have great temperature control. They reduce the risk of fire. Uh, LG is one of Tesla's big battery suppliers, and they've already said they're going to spend $440 million to build cylindrical cells in a Korean plant. They're going to make the 4680s. Panasonic are going to make 4680s. Others probably will as well. 9 gigawatt hours capacity, moving into that cylindrical business to suit Tesla, but also others like, I told you yesterday on the podcast, BMW, finally confirming from the middle of the decade, they're moving over to that format as well. But I think Samsung SDI are going to provide them with the cylindrical cells. Uh, Recently, the CEO of the company and the vice chairman of Samsung was seen in a business meeting in Europe with the chairman of BMW, Oliver Zipser. But hey, I'm sure these people at the very high level talk all the time, not necessarily doing a deal, but still, you know, it's interesting. Right, coming up on the podcast very soon, we'll talk about how big batteries are helping out Hawaii's power grid and the Model Y long range finally coming out of Giga Berlin. We'll discuss that and a lot more coming up on the podcast. Leave us turned on. 
Now we'll talk about solar panels being developed and made in the US. The Biden administration, through the Department of Energy, today announced new initiatives and to put $56 million of funding, including $10 million from Biden's infrastructure plan, to spur a solar industry and recycling solar industry in the US. Funding to make clean energy more affordable, more reliable, create good-paying jobs in the U.S. and enhance U.S. independence from, let's face it, so many of those solar panels do come from China. Developing more solar panel domestically for any country has got to be a good thing. It's now the cheapest form of new electricity supply of any, not just renewables, of of fossils as well. And solar will be a key part of how uh, the U.S. achieves the goal of being 100% clean by 2035 in terms of energy generation, uh, depending on, I guess, administrations and political desire, etc. But that's Biden's plan, at least, 2035, to clean up the grid. Who knows what will happen if he's not in office, if etc., etc., different parties have different priorities, uh, but let's hope they do that. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to save this little planet that we live on, and it would be quite nice to still have it in a few generations' time. Thank you, politicians. Uh, Developing more domestic solar leads to benefits to the climate and environment as well, they say. Now, Tesla's Megapacks, giant batteries replacing Hawaii's final coal plant to create a massive new energy storage system that will replace Hawaii's final coal plant. The Megapacks from Tesla are on route right now as I speak. Hawaii holds the largest installed solar capacity per capita, and they plan to use green energy only by 2045 because the sun doesn't always shine. Got to have a battery. I've got one. It's only a a little tiddler of a 10 kilowatt hour. Saying that, I've been looking at more batteries. Not now. Obviously not now. We'll spend all of our money for a very long time. But anyway, uh, but, but giant batteries on the grid for when there is no sun in Hawaii. Yes, it happens. Tesla collaborates with Hawaiian Electric on their massive battery which will replace the last coal-powered plant. The Tesla Megapacks um, arriving there just as the coal power plant will be shut down. And uh, Megapacks are really significant. Three megawatt hours in a container, and 158 of them are en route to Hawaii to begin construction, which must be done by September because that's when they shut down the old coal plants. Well, coming out of Giga Berlin are the Model Y long ranges, not just Model Y performances anymore. The first Model Y long range made in Berlin, we think has now been delivered to a customer in Germany. Uh, the factory started production of these two models to meet the growing demand of the European market, both the long range and the performance Model Y. One customer reporting on the forums, he got his on, uh, I think it was yesterday, was delivery day, or that's when he posted about it, at least. And I think I'd be pretty excited and probably put a message on the day it arrived. But that's at least when he was posting was yesterday uh, about uh, the vehicle. He said it has the same seats as the performance version made in Germany. It has a better chassis than the Tesla he drove that came out of China, the long range out of China. Better chassis, he says. And was pleased with the, pleased with the build quality. Had some issues with the paint and panel gaps, he says, but it doesn't bother him, like I think most Tesla owners. They know the foibles, the faults, the quirks, the problems. Doesn't bother them. They love the brand so much. Final one then today, and VinFast, the Vietnamese car maker, 
of EVs and SUVs uh, made a splash two days ago with the unveiling of six Californian showrooms, new dealerships in Santa Monica and Commerce as well. Also, Californian locations for San Diego, San Mateo, Barclay and uh, Corte Madera. Uh, the company plans to have 30 showrooms in the Golden State. And a groundbreaking for VinFast's North American factory in North Carolina is going to be held later this year. Uh, they've been lured by $20 million of state tax credit uh, to put their headquarters in Los Angeles. A move that builds on their initial $200 million investment in California, writes the DailyNews.com. The 15,000 square foot facility uh, in Playa Vista, or Playa Vista, uh, uh, the area of LA, includes areas for management and 400 more workers to join them very soon. Wow, Vin- Faster serious. They're spending some mega money, aren't they, in the US? Uh, I guess they're backed by Vin Group and they got some money to spend. Let's see if they can make a go of it. Question of the week right now is taking a break for a wee while. It returns soon. You can email me anytime about anything. My personal address is hello at evnewsdaily.com. Thanks to our premium partners of the podcast. That'll be you, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby. Porsche of the village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley is still knocking it out of the park with his EV Review Island YouTube channel. I'm talking to YouTube channels. Richard at RSEV has one. Uh, check out his recent performance EV video. Uh, he also buys and sells EVs. Octopus Electric Juice will sort you out for charging. They make public charging simple. They have one card, one map, one app. What's not to love? And MilbrookCottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. Uh, you can jump in the hot tub and just relax as your EV also relaxes and charges on their EV charges there. And you can book in online. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.